Broad Street Bully Podcast. Talking Flyers hockey. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's episode 336 of the Broad Street Bully Podcast. How you doing? Ha- halfway through July. How are you, people? What's up? It's Drew Papsky along with Jeff and Doyle. we got so much to talk about this week, people. Yeah, boy, do we have a lot. There's so mu- so many great, awesome things happen this week. There's so much to break down. Um, I mean, really, like, I don't even know where to start, Doyle. I don't know where to start this week, but, um, I mean, really... Uh, what better way to kick off this episode? The, there's a lot of things happening in the last week. Huge news, huge experiences in the Philadelphia area, and so many things were changing and adding and all these things. Um, so I don't know any other way to get down to it. Can I just get down to it? Is that the way to go? I think it's the way we got. I think it's what we got to do. We just got to get right down to it, people. That's what we got to do. So. Everybody Consider this the official rebrand. This is it. We are now officially the Backstreet Boys podcast because the BSB podcast and the Broad Street Boy podcast is no longer happening. This is it right here. Um, they just slayed the Camden at Riverfront on Thursday night. And I was there and I realized the Flyers signings don't really mean that much because Backstreet's back. All right. What are you guys' thoughts? This is it? Yep, this is happening. This is it. Yeah, unlike the Flyers, Backstreet Boys are perennial. Dude, they are the only... They're the most successful boy band on, of all time. They're the you only, watch your tone. No, they are the most selling worldwide. They have had a number one hit... They've had a number one or billboard chopping hit over three decades. Three different decades, dude. No one else has done that. And they have sold more than Jackson 5. And NSYNC's way down the list, so I didn't yeah, want to hear it. Say, who's your who's your choice, Jeff? I wonder if NSYNC, maybe Jeff probably like five like or something. Who's, <laughs> who's who's split out. Yeah, what do you LFO guy, you dork? Oh, summertime girls or what was that song? Yeah, it was summertime. New kids on the block had a bunch of hits. Chinese <laughs> food makes me sick. <laughs> I think it's fine when a girl stop by for the summer. Dude, can we just talk about how much they still rule? I mean, I started off my week going to go see Mo, a great uh, rock jam band, my favorite band. But I saw Backstreet Boys on Thursday. I'm like, dude, do I have Second to go- favorite band. Do I have to? <laughs> Third favorite band, Metallica. <laughs> and then Britney Spears, though. No. Uh, should I? Uh, I feel like I have to go see them next week in Homedale. I want to sell my fish tickets and go back up and see the same show in Homedale, <laughs> New Jersey. They were that good. Do you think there's anybody out there that's seen Backstreet Boys like 50 plus times? I don't know. That'd be sick, though. It's like, dude, I've, I've they've seen Backstreet Boys more than I've seen Fish. Yeah. <laughs> but seriously, though, like, I mean, come for the music. Stay for the, the 40-year-old divorcees with no ring on their finger and looking hot still. My God. I, I never had to wait less time in the bathroom <laughs> to get in line. It was amazing. All the craft. I wasn't even drinking beer. I was drinking. Uh, I was drinking the teas and the white claws. But still, like all of uh, all the craft beer like lines were super short. Actually, know what? There wasn't a lot of lines at most of the stuff. I like left the concert like twice to go get a drink, go to the bathroom, and there was like nobody. There was like nobody around because everyone was at the show having a great time. It was amazing. I mean, really, like what else? What else could you want from your week? Uh, especially knowing that the Flyers um, did some things. So as much as I'd love to wax poetic about the Backstreet Boys podcast forever, because I could, I could do a whole hour on it, but you know, I feel like our listeners came here for one thing, and that's to hear me discuss the analytics of the record sales between the initial hit, I'm just kidding, um, <laughs> the Flyers did have some things Top going on. Top 10 Backstreet Boys songs. Sony uh, number 10. Rated got, by me. <laughs> written by me, starring me, <laughs> rated by me. Um, no, the Flyers, uh, like the rest of the NHL, they had their... Um, Free agency opened up last Wednesday. Um, there was a lot of speculation. There was a lot of um, hopes and dreams, and we got promised there'd be a blank check and that the Flyers would be aggressive. Aggressive retool, I believe. Was and when it happened, and that was said, I don't know if you remember this, I know I personally, I'm not, I don't remember exactly what you guys said. I was like, I don't know if that's exactly the right move for this team. I think we need to actually, like, you know evaluate young talent and not bloat the cap. Probably, I that was probably the <laughs> right... I think we all kind of agreed that... Okay, I wasn't sure. I thought we all agreed, but I don't remember the conversation because it's been such a long season. Yeah. But we, agree, we agreed that, right? That it wouldn't happen? Like, like we agreed that um, 
although they're saying that they want to retool aggressively, that might not be the best plan for where this team currently sits. And the organization in general, yeah. So that was. I also think that we agreed that a blank check doesn't really mean much when you don't have cap space. So. Well, they dumped a bunch of blank check items into, like, training staff now, analytics department, and... Yeah, that's true. But judging by uh, one of the signings that we'll talk about, I mean, I don't know how much how much money is actually being invested over there. Well, yeah, my my main problem too was um, I accepted that that was what they're going to do. So, okay, they have a plan. We're going to go with it. Okay, the Tony D'Angelo thing happens, which, by the way, the official numbers came out. He did sign a two year, five million each. So there's that. Um, now. It leads me to believe that the Flyers are going to make some more moves on free agency, that they're going to do some things, and they're like, okay, if this is what we're doing. We're going to do something. At least they're following through with a plan. Based on what they actually did, I don't, know what, the hell, no plan. I don't know what the hell the plan is. <laughs> there was no plan. It's like... It was all just uh, knee-jerk reactions, I feel it's like. It's like, I feel like Charlie in the mailroom finding out who Pepe Silva is. I'm trying to draw the lines between all the, all the signings. I don't know what's going on, so... Um, for those of you wondering, um, the main news is the Flyers did not go after or sign Johnny Gaudreau. There clearly wasn't enough cap space for it, although there was links and rumors, and we'll talk about the, the uh, implications of that. The Flyers started off the free agency by news being leaked out that they intended to waive one Oscar Lindblom, a uh, young, uh, pretty boy winger who uh, obviously everyone knew around the NHL for his amazing comeback story after getting diagnosed with Ewing's sarcoma. We all were Oscar Strong. We promoted the, uh, what was it, um, Biscuit T-shirts, all that stuff. We did that for years, right? They waive him. Now, his three million cap hit's going to be off the books mostly, minus the penalty. Now, the question is, everyone's like, oh, my God, how can they do this? But I understood it as a hockey move going, okay, they're making, mo- they're making moves to go over Johnny Gaudreau or someone of that caliber, right? And we understood yes. that it was the writing was on the wall. That, unfortunately, that was going to happen. So knowing that was the move, I accepted that. And I was willing to defend that. However, sitting here on this Sunday morning... I'm not sure if I want to defend it as much anymore because he initially he immediately got signed to the Sharks when free agency opened for a two year two point yeah. five million deal, which means he might have been tradable number one. Yeah. Although their back was against the wall, so probably wouldn't have got much. But number two, um, why they why they waive him because they didn't sign anybody of note to replace him. <laughs> yeah. Well, they also um, you left out that they donated a hundred thousand dollars to uh, one of the cancer charities. No, yeah, that's uh, all well and good. I don't think because they knew that the optics on this were going to be. Horrible. Yeah, and I, I under, but I'm willing to look past that because I understand it's a hockey business decision at the end of the day, and I don't think it's anything against Oscar as a person. I just think you know they they don't know if they want to make a move on from him. But my question is, yeah, the guy if you're going to do that, like 24 hours later, yeah, or like, five hundred thousand dollars, and also they gave him a pretty friendly deal, knowing that he might not be able to play ever again, that that was a possibility. So the Flyers organization did him right for the most part, in my opinion. Waving him, I think, is just stupid from an organizational asset management standpoint because how the hell do you have this player who can play top nine wing minutes, mostly bottom six, but I mean, he can bump up to the second or third line. Um, how the hell do you have this guy who's a good two-way player? You're trying to limit your goals against average. You're trying to bring in a coach that's going to steal a defensive system. This guy plays that way. His scoring hasn't been there as much since he got sick. And then you wave him to signed nobody. That's that's like I don't know if I've ever been this angry about the team right now. Like I'm honestly like I I always try to find the silver lining, understand like the management perspective or maybe a player development perspective. I don't have any perspective except for we just got to be a Backstreet Boys podcast. I can't do this. <laughs> they I can't do it anymore, sign. guys. I can't keep doing this. He got waived to sign nobody, and now the Flyers have whatever that slight cap penalty, which like isn't necessarily an issue in like the grand scheme of things. But in a year where they're already up against the wall, they have dead money just floating around now. Well, no, they have dead money next year. Oh, they so that makes it better because he was under like twenty six or something like that. Yeah, his he full has, like, cap hit came off this year. Six 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 comma six six seven. The neighbor of the beast. <laughs> the neighbor <laughs> of the beast. For all you. Uh, <laughs> Alan, Alan Wake and Max Payne fans out there. My references are all over the place. I definitely have a brain problem. Um, um, no, yeah, I totally agree. I think that the guy signed a contract, like, I don't know, it might not have been 24 hours later, but literally the first day of free agency for $500,000 Fairly early. Was, like, that was one of the yeah. first signs that broke up. So I'm you're like, going to tell me there's no market out there at all? Even if you don't get, like... Oscar Lindblom was a fifth-round pick. Like, you couldn't get a fifth-round pick back for the guy? Or a seventh? 
any so- asset, you have to take a penalty next year for a guy that apparently other teams were interested in. Well, yeah, because if, even if he's not a scorer, he's an effective two-way player. He could be on your checking line or your yeah. third line as a winger and help with a shutdown. Like he's not he's a good solid hockey player. We or knew do you this just about just make it. that move in a panic because now all of a sudden you're in on Johnny Gaudreau and you're like, "Oh shit, we got to clear up however many millions of dollars to try and get Johnny Gaudreau." Well, and that's what everyone thought. Well, apparently that was but that's not just what everyone <laughs> thought. This was reported by um Frank Saravelli as well. But the Flyers were not willing apparently to part with their own first-round pick. They were trying to flip the Florida pick from the Giroux uh, trade. So now the Flyers, the teams aren't going to give the Flyers a break. They're not going to be like, oh, well, we'll help you out. Well, no problem. Gave a lot of other teams breaks. They're going to give us a break, though, because we were in cap hell. And I think Chuck Fletcher doesn't have a good relationship with some of these teams. I don't know. But, that, I mean, that's just what Carolina got Max Pacioretty for nothing. Okay. Uh, yeah, and the what the Leafs got Matt Murray for future considerations, I think. Yeah. So I think I've I've come to the conclusion that I have lost pretty much all faith in Chuck Fletcher, especially in any sort of negotiation of a trade. Like he Brent, bets against himself. Yeah, Brent, Brent <laughs> yeah. Burns got traded. I mean, granted, yes, San Jose's not up against the cap, and they're moving in a different direction. But that guy's thirty-seven years old and has three more years on his contract of a similar hit of his JVR. Yeah, his hits like six, eight, something, right? Yeah, it's it's just like. I agree with Doyle. I was always willing to like look back. Last September, we were singing Chuck's praises for doing what we thought he had to do to get this organization to move in the, in the forward direction while Giroux was still here and um, everything else. I was all for it. Now, he did bet on Ryan Ellis being healthy. Who could have saw that coming? So I was going to give him a little bit of a mulligan for this past year. And I think we all kind of agreed that like this had to happen this year. Yeah. Unfortunately, you had here we six are. six months. To yeah. figure this out. Well, also they fired. They, yeah, they fired Vigneault like seven months ago. Yeah, you they had knew who was going to be a. So you had plenty of time to de- devise any sort of plan with any sort of scenario. Backup of, plans. Yeah. Of audibles. well, maybe we do have a shot at Johnny Gaudreau. Maybe he does want to come here. Maybe we should make a trade well before the twelfth hour of trying to figure out. Well, now we got to get enough space to so we can get him on the team. And it's like, this is also a guy who decided to panic and um, sign Rasmus Ristolainen to what I believe was an okay deal if you weren't the Flyers, but where the Flyers organization is, I still don't think the Ristolainen deal is great for this organization, yeah. although I don't like him, I don't dislike him. I think he brought something to the team they needed, but I don't know if it was worth... Like, basically, he had to, like, protect his investment. Yeah. He doubled down. Um and that also put us in cap hell. And also, we've traded away so many picks to get players that, and in reality, including first-rounders, that do they help us? Yeah, but are they, like, elite-level talent? They're going to put this team over the top? No. Not right now. <laughs> I mean, they already did this. When he extended, uh, you know, when you sign a guy like Ristolainen and then give Tony D'Angelo a $5 million deal, once again, those aren't horrible deals as far as the rest of the NHL goes and what their actual worth yeah. is. But for what this team needs right now, Okay, if you're going to do that, you better have a plan in place to bring some superstar-level talent. Because looking at this roster right now, which I didn't even get to the other signings they made, there really isn't much here to look at that says other than, like, we're going to have to win games 2-1. to one. Yeah. And Carter Hart's got yeah. to play exceptional. And we're Tortorella's going to have back, to get a baby. serious buy-in. And you're going to have to have Sean Couturier and Kevin Hayes healthy. You're going to have to have Morgan Frost step up into the third-line center role. You really need a lot of things to go right for this team to even consider being a bubble team next year. And... That's not me being negative, because if you guys have listened to the show for long enough, I'm always trying to find the positive. I'm always like, playoffs, we're going there this year. That's me. But there really is nothing here to look at except for uh, go birds. I really don't know what else to say. Yeah, those contracts that Chuck Fletcher gave out are horrible in context, right? Like you said, they're fine on like another team, probably, because Rasmus fits a role of being the mean guy. D'Angelo fits a role of being the offensive defenseman. But like the Flyers didn't really... I mean, I guess they needed to be tougher, but they don't really need either of those players at $5 million a year. They would have really benefited in a Johnny Goudreau because it would have, like, they were, there were reports coming out of Columbus that, like, season ticket sales were up, jersey sales were up. Like, it injected um, an interest into the fan base. But we got tough guys that can hurt it hurt people and hit people, Jeff, and fight. So that's going to bring back yeah. old Flyers hockey and keep these season ticket holders. Because apparently people are canceling their tickets. No, they're uh, trying to. They're, like, some of them, they won't even let them cancel. Of course they won't. You signed yeah. a, you signed a deal, idiot. Cancel my student loans too while you're at it. Um, 
<laughs> just kidding. Just lost to three conservative listeners. Oh, you, you, could, you chose to go to school. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, like, let's look at the other sounding. So he, we have a couple of retreads coming in. I'm going to start at the bottom. Um, Cooper Marity is back. Uh, Flyers prospect who went to the Oilers at one point. Yeah, that um, was a big debacle. And everyone's like, happened. Cooper Marity's an AHL scorer. He's really good, uh, blah, blah, blah. And now he's back, so you guys can stop bitching. Um, Flyers had some depth signings. That was the press release email. Flyers add depth on free agency day. I'm like that, aka <laughs> that. The only way you ever want to see that is if like your team is the Lightning or the Avalanche. You just want a cup yeah, with exactly. a stacked roster. You're like, okay, cool. We're restocking the cupboard with some talent for the AHL so they can be competitive. But no, this uh, is nothing you want to see. I was watching the press conference and like Chuck walks in and he sits down and he goes, "Okay, well uh, now that these are like official, I guess I can read these out." And he started with the goalie. I, I just with Grossnick, I think Tony it was. Tony Grossnick, yeah. Yeah. And oh my God, I Googled him. He's played like four NHL games. Yeah. And he said he was like, he's going <laughs> to compete to be the backup. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? This guy's played four NHL he's games. He's 32 years old. Him and, him and Felix Sandstrom. He's played as many Sandstrom. games as Felix Sandstrom. Although, because although, of the cap implications. This also, remember, this is coming out of the fact that Ivan Fedotov got pulled by uh, Putin to go fight and serve in the military. So that, that, that one I will not hold against him as much. Because there's, there's way worse. But yes, I agree. This isn't exactly the best goalie signing, but holy shit. Um, Carter Hart's going to have to play like 72 games. Well, yeah. that's okay. It's, it's just like the 20, 2010 <laughs> with the Rangers. We're going to have to ride Lundquist all the way, Tortorella. Sorry. Yeah. Marty Biron's not going to be there to back him up right now. He's retired. I don't know. Um, and then the Flyers also got uh, Louis Belpedo, defenseman, uh, AHL two-year two-way Who? contract. Yeah, exactly. But they brought back uh, Flyers fan favorite Kevin Connaughton on a two-year deal, a.k.a. <laughs> he will move up when someone gets hurt or Nick yeah, Sealer. the inevitable. <laughs> when, when Ke- Nick Sealer is playing too many minutes and gets, we're just going to rotate them in and out like patio furniture. Yeah. No offense to those guys, man. I know, like, whatever. I'm a big Kevin Connaughton fan. Are you really? Yeah. I mean, like, I don't... He also... I think they also sign him because he can double as Ryan Ellis. Oh, he can? <laughs> yeah, he looks just like Ryan Ellis. Oh, okay. I was going to yeah. say, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, and looks, uh, looks only, not looks on the For, ice. Yeah, looks yeah. only. So, like, in case they have to do, like, a PR op, like, oh, is Brian Ellis in the building? <laughs> it's actually it's just, Brian. It's just Kevin. It's Brian Ellis. Richie's into Brian Ellis. It's just Kevin Canalton. B. We're Ellis doing a charity Arles. thing at Chop. We need Ryan Ellis. Ryan's <laughs> in Nashville. Oh, okay. That's ending Kevin. <laughs> yeah. And the Flyers also saw, signed uh, vet, uh, journeyman Adam Brooks, play a little uh, little center for them at the Phantoms, and also bounce back and forth. So really, uh, not much of note from that. And then the Flyers also um, gave Morgan Frost a one-year 800K prove-it deal on top of his entry-level deal. I mean, whatever. I mean, people can pitch it about this one because of other signings, but like, I'm not going to complain that we got Morgan Frost for that cheap. He hasn't really shown well, yeah. uh, the ability to stay at the NHL level yet, but this is a big season for him. This is the one thing, I guess, that... And to go back to the whole JVR thing, trying to move him for a first-round pick or whatever, like, why not pivot elsewhere? Why not trade Travis Konechny, who has a not the same amount of cap hit, but frees up more money for you, and then, you know, trade someone else that has a lower cap hit off your roster? Or don't sign a uh, 31-year-old grinder winger that has a modified no-trade clause to a four-year <laughs> deal, which I will get to in a second, because that and Konechny would cover JVR's cap hit. Like, I think you could afford to, you know, do that. Like, you don't even need to trade Konechny for roster players. You can get picks for him. Like, I just, I don't know. I just think that there was no plan. Like, anything that involved Gaudreau was just thrown together at the last minute because all of a sudden they're like, holy shit, we have a shot to get him because now he's not going to resign in Columbus. So then they tried to scramble to unload JVR when, you know, you've had six months to plan for this and it just does not look good. And I'm not even, I, you know, we kind of said that we weren't even on board for the aggressive retool. But like you said, Johnny Gaudreau, 29 years old, getting locked up for even more long term when you already have contracts that aren't looking good long term right now. And can you build around them? Maybe, but is he what they really need? No. So I guess. It but would it have made us happier knowing the fact that we Oscar Lindblom? Yes. Yeah. Selfishly, I would have been on board for it because at least there would have been something to watch. It, well, that's uh, that's what I mean. Like we already knew they weren't going to go the rebuild route. So I'm like, no, what? Fuck it. If you're going to have this whole blank check thing, go. I I was already accepting the fact they were going to go for him. I was like, okay, just get, at this point, 
give it to me because you gave enough assets up to go after guys like Restalion and Ellis. Why not just dig yourself yeah, another exactly. two-year hole? Because at this point, there's really nothing to look forward to right now, minus the fact that I am just a, a diehard Flyers fan. But this team is hard to watch, and honestly, this is therapeutic for me. I might have to cancel my therapy appointment later. This has really helped me feel better. I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna, by therapy, I mean shotgun and beers after softball. But still, I'm not canceling that. <laughs> I thought you just been a shotgun. <laughs> well, actually, this team might maybe do it. Cause they bring, <laughs> so they bring back Justin Braun. Not fine, a, that's fine. Not a horrible one-year, $1.75 million deal to shore up the back end. I get that. Whatever. I mean, yeah, with him, Nick Sealer, and Canal, and Tony D'Angelo I mean, gets yeah, I, I like Justin Braun. He's been asked to do way more than he ever should have asked to when he, they brought him here. And when he was here that one year, when Niskanen was still here, this all goes back to Matt Niskanen being a selfish prick and wanting to choose his family <laughs> over the Philadelphia. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But Wherever still, he that, is today, I want to shake his hand. It's like, dude, you knew this he was knew. a sinking ship. <laughs> no, no, but I mean, like, for real, though, maybe, maybe that had something to do with it. But, I mean, that really screwed the Flyers, led us to us overreaching for Ellis, and then now here we are. So that was the domino. And Well, and that's the other problem, too, is you have, like, it, it's been, like, eight months. Yeah, it's and been... We, <laughs> We still don't know what's wrong with Ryan Ellis. Like, it's like a Sean Andrews situation. What is he? Is he depressed? Is he hurt? What's going on with yeah. this? Yeah, I don't know. So I we just get... assume at this point that means that he's done. Yeah, like I, I the the longer this goes on, the more and more I think that he may never play again. Which is and possible. I also think Chuck Chuck probably knows something he's not telling everybody. The team yeah. probably knows something they're not telling everybody because why do you panic sign Tony D'Angelo and then re-pick up Justin Braun if Ryan Ellis is like on some sort of track to play games next year? Well, he's not. I think the earliest they even said would be like the middle of the season. So like who do you have on the roster that could even remotely play somewhat of a semblance of a second well it's okay if he doesn't play this year it means he still has one two three four four seasons after this season to we can pay him out so if he gets healthy eventually that'll be good i guess i think if he's actually gone forever then they don't have to worry about i think they can use his ltir money in the off season yes i think if they have the like ratchy yeah like <laughs> if they have any inkling of like oh he actually might be healthy enough to play then that becomes a problem yeah, so this is going to be the Mike Ratchy, Chris Pronger, et cetera, et cetera. We've been down this road before. It's yeah. the same old song. Um, so now we get to my favorite signing. And by favorite, I mean um, Backstreet Boys healed this wound, and then when I got home, I realized that they still did this. So <laughs> listen, <laughs> I am saying this knowing almost nothing about this guy except for what I read. I'm going to be upfront about that. I'm also going to say this knowing that if I ever, if I ever watch a game of the 82 next year, <laughs> And I see this guy play. You'll probably I watch probably the first like handful. I, pr- I probably will like him as a player. Okay, I- I'm going to get out of the. W- I'm going to get that out of the way right now. I think I might like him as a player on this team. That being said, what the hell are we doing? They signed Nicholas Delaurier to a four-year, one point seven seven five million per. Yeah, they gave him a career contract. Like they, he hasn't made that much money ever. And now you signed him with a modified no trade clause. He was making twenty teams. He was making years at least. He was making less than a million. He's making a million dollars. It's his max. He made a million. He got paid. Now apparently he had some interest by other teams that was reported. Okay. Yeah, and so did when they traded for Rasmus Ristolainen. And this guy has played in five hundred six NHL games has 44 goals and 41 points. He's a minus 78, 521 penalty minutes. He is your typical mucker and grinder kind of guy, which is a guy you need on your team, you know, when your team is, uh, I don't know, has some top-end talent that can score, need a guy to solidify the back end with some toughness, some grit, and also some of that sandpaper, all those intangibles, blah, 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 blah. This is basically so they can have, uh, so he can fight Ryan Reeves, basically. My problem is 1.75, okay, that's that's a tough pill to swallow, but um, one or two years, okay. Four, Four years. years yeah. This this is worse than the Jody <laughs> Shelley contract, uh, right? I this think, has to be worse than the Jody Shelley contract. Um, also, well during like, the Fletcher press conference, they asked about the the signing. What the fuck? And uh, Chuck was like, "We really like him." There was a lot of interest, like you said, there he was garnering interest from teams. And then Chuck said, "It's going to be interesting because somebody asked about uh, what his role is going to be with McEwen oh still my here." God, yeah. This, and Chuck I was said, "Dying." At Chuck this. said, "It's it's going to be uh, like interesting for sure. Like we're going to have them battle it out for a spot in camp." And 
I was just like, well, you already gave the guy a four-year contract. So if you're going to make him fight for a spot in camp, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, why the like, fuck did you sign him? Also, McEwen already solidified his role here and was that guy. He liked playing here from all accounts. Yeah, so now what, are you going to run a, a fourth line of Zach McEwen, Patrick Brown? And I guess so, Doyle. Nick I mean, why Dorier? not? We're going to have the toughest. Four- We're going to be like the Islanders a few years ago when they had, uh, what's his name, Chip Chura <laughs> And uh, who's Clutter the other? Buck Clutterbuck. Yeah. yeah, Cal Clutterbuck, Matt Martin, and Casey's. It wasn't Chip Chera then. I guess I'm thinking of something. Oh, Casey's, yes, that's who it was. I don't know, man. It's just, it stinks. And McEwen um, still hasn't hasn't gotten a qualifying offer yet or hasn't signed one yet. <laughs> Zach, if you're listening, request a trade. I mean, I liked Zach yeah, McEwen a lot. Out of here. I think, like, he's also 26. Why sign this guy on top of that? I, yeah, or, I don't get it. Either. Or, hey, hold on, get get this one right. What if you had a fourth line of Patrick Brown with McEwen and Oscar Lindblom? I don't know. Maybe that would have worked for one more year. $3 million. Limbaugh can slot it in the third line sometimes. I don't know. Call me crazy. And if you didn't like Limbaugh's play, he could have walked in next season or traded him the trade deadline because apparently he has some value. This is why. I want to talk about Backstreet Boys earlier in this podcast because really, I, honestly, they made a bunch of amazing signings. I would have joked about how I want to talk about the show instead of that. But still, I mean. <laughs> Somehow Backstreet Boys was getting shoehorned into this episode. Well, we've really been talking like, about becoming the Backstreet Boys podcast for how many years now? Um, but this year it actually <laughs> might be This the year. is our chance. Our window has opened. <laughs> this is finally the Flyers getting Jay Boomeister on trade deadline day after so many years of speculation. Uh, no, but this this just stinks. It really just does, and like there needs to be a lot of things going right for the Flyers this year for this even to look like a team that can make the playoffs. And the it's just I don't I I'm almost at a loss for words. It's I mean, hard to I, I keep repeating myself. If but you're if hard. you're one of those people that were like play the kids, play the kids, well you're gonna finally get that. Yeah, but I want to play the kids and not have these stupid contracts anchoring down our future too. Well, <laughs> there's. Well, There's that's why another Nick Delaria is going to be 35 when this contract expires. Chuck Fletcher There's, most likely will not be the GM next he year. Has a unless tw- somehow John Tortorella drags this team to the playoffs by just whipping the shit out of them. For the, the next room. for the next two seasons, Delaria has a modified no trade clause where he can enter a 20 team list. That's it. But after that, we can he's a, he has a very tradable contract once he's 34 and 35. That's yeah. good. Yeah, that's great. Great. Yeah, so we can trade I, so, him to who? Once One again, I might things, like this guy, but I just don't. It's just asset management is bad here. Yes. So a lot of people are very upset about all these signings, right? But I, I haven't seen anybody pitch this idea that maybe Chuck Fletcher is actually trying to get fired because <laughs> he doesn't want to work for the Flyers anymore. And if he gets fired, he still gets all of his money that he's owed. But if he quits, I'm sure there's some kind of thing in the contract where he doesn't get paid. Well, if he's doing so that. He's, so he's just like trade Giroux for, I don't know, a 2024 pick, and I get Owen oh, Tippett, cool, whatever. And then let's sign Nick Delarier to uh, the longest contract he's ever signed, and let's bring back Justin Well, to be Braun. fair, the Flyers didn't have many options with Giroux because he was only willing to really go to Florida, allegedly. Well, I mean, they got the 2024 pick, but that's uh, nobody wants the 2024 pick. They wanted this year's pick, and Chuck Fletcher was like, we are going to suck, so you cannot have it. <laughs> I can't hear him. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. They... Uh, is that better, Doyle? Can you hear? Maybe. Maybe we'll see. All right. Sorry, a little little audio technical difficulties here. Um, I think if Chuck Fletcher is doing that, Jeff, like you said, um, the question comes: uh, Does he want to get a job somewhere else? Because based on this, I don't think he's going to, unless he has somebody else in mind. I don't Maybe know. Maybe he just wants to retire and live on a farm. Hey, if he gets that money, no more power to him. I I was willing to give him benefit of the doubt right now, but it just. My problem is not so much with the moves itself. It just it seems like I'm going to go back to my main thesis. This, these moves and everything they've done up until now seem like we have a lack of direction, a lack of a plan, and a lack of yes, knowing what the hell we're exactly. doing. And yep. that's my problem with it. Because if we're going to suck, yeah. we're going to suck. If we're going to go out and sign uh, the premier free agent who um, loves the Flyers, grew up around here, all that all that stuff, but all the stuff we've heard for years, blah, 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 blah. Bring Johnny Hockey here. Okay, you know what? That's not exactly the best thing to do, but I will take that because at least they're trying to do something and get some fan excitement and maybe hopefully some things happen, some players develop, and all of a sudden make that jump we hope they would have two years ago, and Johnny Hockey reinvigorates the franchise so you have a superstar player to build around. Right now we have nobody. We have a Selkie winning center who by and large is that guy, but he's also approaching that cliff where he's like getting a little older now, and you got Kevin Hayes. 
great yeah. center. Maybe, uh, you know, like Tortorella said, we can unlock something there. He's like, I get excited about Kevin Hayes, sure. And you guys got, you got guys like, you know, Konechny, who we've been waiting really to blossom into that 30-goal score, perennial 30-goal score. You got Cam Atkinson, who obviously uh, had a great season last year for the Flyers, one of the few bright spots. Scott Lawton filling in. Then you got to hope guys like Farabee can get healthy. You got to hope JVR can continue doing whatever JVR does. And then you got to hope Morgan Frost steps in that third-line center role, and then Owen Tippett still continues to develop and becomes the NHL-caliber player that uh, Florida hoped they had when they drafted him. You have to hope all those things happen. And also, Katori and Hayes are healthy. Um, and then also, don't want to get me started on the defense. You've got to hope Tony D'Angelo is able to play with Provorov because Ellis is probably not going to be able to play. You've got to hope Sanheim continues with the pace he's been going and him and Ristolani can figure it out. You've got to hope that Cam York uh, takes a big step forward to help, help this club. Him and Braun isn't a bad third pairing. Maybe D'Angelo and Braun. I don't know. It's just, it's, do you see how many question marks I just discussed? That yeah, was almost every player Tony on the D'Angelo roster. A, if you sign Tony D'Angelo to a $5 million deal and then you play him on the third pair, come on. Well, if he's, if he's, if he's a power play specialist and helps our power play. Well, if, which Ryan, get to if that. Ryan Ellis comes back, I mean, that's going to happen. If, when, never. I mean, yeah. I mean, granted, uh, that's probably not going to happen. But, like, if Ryan Ellis comes back, at least you have, like, a legitimate defense now. It's just the whole thing stinks. And before I get into the other uh, hire the Flyers made, we're going to wrap up with uh, that at some point. Um, apparently, to go back to this, the JV, the whole JVR thing, no team was going to really help the Flyers out with that. But knowing that if they already went this far with it, why not just part with next year's pick? I mean, I don't like trading that many assets, but we already have. And Doyle made that meme we posted on our Twitter of the, the, the old Drake format of not willing to trade that pick. Do you think we'd be this upset if they actually did that and signed Johnny Hockey? I wouldn't. I mean, it like I think there are other... It would be a short-term gratification. Yeah, I think they're other looking at it as the Flyers were 40-something points out of the playoffs last year. So they're like, is Johnny Hockey going to really like vault us any closer to the playoffs? So I guess they're yeah. kind of just expecting, like, oh, we're going to be bad again next year. And, and it's supposed to be a strong draft year. Yeah, and it's supposed to be a strong draft year. But once again, it's like, how long do you have to wait for the prospects to develop? Or how long do we have to wait for them to land a good draft pick? Yeah. Or how long do you, <laughs> they're going to get the draft pick, and then they're going to pick Nolan Patrick? Yeah, but I mean... What, uh, or they're going to pick JVR. Yeah, it's it's just, it's just it's tough. it's a tough pill to swallow right now, man. I don't know. And this other narrative, too, Claude Giroux did not sign here. Um, he went to yeah, Ottawa. Yeah, he went home. So this new narrative uh, has been popping up on the internet. I need to hit this for a second because, you know, it wouldn't be uh, the Broad Street Bully podcast if I didn't have my soapbox talking about my favorite uh, number 28. Um, this new narrative coming out from, you know, the mouth breathers on the internet now no longer is about how the Flyers suck. It's how Claude Giroux just proved he never had it in him to win. He went to Florida, got knocked out in the second round. He's a bum. He's a loser. Never lacked top-end talent. Was always compared to superstars, but never was. Blah, 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 blah. Now he's going to Ottawa proving he doesn't want to win. He just wants to take the easy money and retire. That's why he's a bum, and he's a bum when he was here, and the Flyers wasted so many years on him. Ottawa, and that's the new narrative. Ottawa's actually shaping up to look like a pretty good team going into next year. Yes. They but got, he went uh, home, Doyle, getting- so that proves he doesn't want to win. Getting rid of Murray and picking up Debrinkit. Uh, what were, were they the ones that picked up Debrinkit or no? Yeah, they picked up Debrinkit and Giroux, so now they have like yeah. a legitimate first line. And they then, still have Kachuk. They still have Stutzel. Yeah, they still have Stutzel. They just signed Josh Norris. I think his name is Josh Norris to a, a like rookie contract or an out of his rookie contract, and he's been putting up like forty points or fifty points. And they got rid of Matt Murray. Yeah, they traded Matt Murray and then uh, traded for Cam Talbot. I'm going to pull up their uh, line combinations right now. So, and they have Thomas Shabbat, who is... Shabbat Shalom! Is very, a very good defenseman. He literally plays, like, the most minutes. You know every... what they look like? A team with direction and purpose. Yeah, exactly. Not lifting aimlessly, or listing aimlessly through life like sacks of shit. <laughs> who is she talking about? <laughs> <laughs> they, have, and they have your boy, Kale Talbot, Jeff. Yeah, Doyle just said that. They signed him when they got rid of him. They got rid of Matt Murray for... They signed him to an awful contract and then was able to trade that contract for future considerations, but Chuck Fletcher can't offload JVR. Yeah, to Toronto. Are you sure? I mean, he could. Yeah, if JVRs get moved, it's going to be the deadline now, and they'll retain half of his salary. Are you, are you sure, though? Are, are you sure you know who their goalie is, though? Jeff, do you know who their goalie is? No? I'm not going to answer you. Why are you going to answer me? <laughs> 
commit to the bit. <laughs> Who is their goalie, Drew? I don't know. It's this guy named Cam Talbot, but you see, back in the day one time, you called him. <laughs> you called him Kale Talbot. <laughs> and, um, I mean, it was just, it was really funny. I guess you had to be there. So, if you're oh, Chuck Fletcher, do you re-sign <laughs> Brian Elliott, who Scott Gordon said is your best chance to make the playoffs? That's why he started all those games. Or do you re-sign Kale Talbot? Because, or Cam Talbot? Kale because Talbot? he's... He's friends. That's a vegetarian version. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's friends with Carter Hart. So, like, what? The keto diet version. Kale Talbot here (laughs) with your new vegetarian recipes. Somebody get, like, kale and then just, like, print out a picture and put his face on it. Opposite of saying, I'm going to get your photoshops now. (laughs) Sorry, I had that clip in the archives. Had to bring that one back. I was going to say, did you just have that saved? Uh, yeah, I, I have a. Li- uh, it's called Jeff's Dumb. It's a folder. I'm just kidding. No, it, no just have. <laughs> uh, it's just an old clip. I had to play it. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> uh, we were yeah. talking about how- Ottawa. Yeah, they actually have a decent team, but whatever. But it's just that's the narrative, though. That Claude Giroux was always a hack. Is a hack. Blah 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 blah. Meh, meh, meh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what are you gonna do? I guess ignore it. Have to agree. There's misdirected hostility going towards the. Uh, Going towards Claude Giroux when the Flyers really are the problem here. Um, they I also feel like Giroux really steered into being a dad, and I feel like Ottawa was. I, I mean, people said that because like he wanted to be home and closer to his family. Um, yeah, but Jeff, he just bought a house in the Philadelphia Joe the Rat area. Insider information. <laughs> yeah, only only Joe would mistake smart real estate uh, choices for. <laughs> yeah, Joe. It's not like the real estate market's been booming lately. Yeah, you know? or yeah. Or Joe mistaking that Claude Giroux has enough money where he can afford two homes. Or maybe Claude Giroux <laughs> is a new real estate mogul. He's going to be the Airbnb guy. He flips these houses and like drives up rent in the area and gentrifies it way too fast and hurts the poor people. That's a conversation for a different podcasts. <laughs> Love Airbnb, though. Just wish you know it wasn't so mean to the people. Um, Giroux. <clears throat> what is it? like? Giroux <laughs> gentrification, but Giroux gentrification. Are you trying out for Mudbay next week? <laughs> <clears throat> no, I had a tickle and then I coughed. It didn't go well. <laughs> Guys, I'm running on you should so eat. little sleep because of this dog. <laughs> Maybe you should eat some more kale towel, but you'd be a little God, healthier. Is that Jeff or is that the Kembe Matumbo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> uh. well, this isn't fun anymore. It never wasn't fun to begin with. <laughs> that was the best part of the whole episode. Really? Also, the Flyers hired Rocky Thompson, former NHL enforcer, tough guy. Um, Jesus Christ. Apparently, he's supposed to be a, a pretty uh, prolific coach as far as building relationships. He gave yeah. a, a good speech years ago, and apparently he made a, a good impact on relationship building with coaches. And then he tried to players. fight Evander Kane. Or Evander Kane tried to fight him. <laughs> Took his shirt off and tried to fight I him. I love that, though. He, let's take our tarps off. Let's go, boys. Let's take your tarps off. I mean, we are talking about Evander Kane, so... Yeah, also, allegedly, a lot of teammates were upset that Evander Kane, Evander Kane like, leaked that because, like, it was a private matter, and apparently it was over, like, a, a scuffle during a uh, meeting, and apparently a lot of players sided it with the coach. But um, I'm hearing all this bullshit about Rocky Thompson. This is, the pro- this is problematic with Chuck Fletcher's signings. Um, the dude is supposed to at least know his stuff and not be, like, this goon-type coach. He was a goon-type player. Um... At this point, they have Tortorella. Why are you caring this much about an assistant coach? There's so many more things to be made about. Like, I don't know, depth signings on free agency day or not having a plan. But that was the yeah. other thing people were getting upset about. Also, he made news last year because he was on the Shark staff and he wasn't vaccinated. So, obviously, he's a Nazi. So, there's that. Yeah, Allegedly best friends with Tony D'Angelo already. Yeah. Alleg- allegedly, maybe he has a medical condition and was told not to get the vaccine. I don't know. Regardless, what everyone's putting in his body is fine as long as he produces. I don't care. But people are still getting bent out of shape about this. So, yeah. Those, those are your headlines this week, people. And that is about it. People. people. <laughs> Got my hands on the flyers. <laughs> had their hands on their penis, people. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> it's awful. So, I mean, I don't know what else to say about this team. I feel actually a weight lifted off my chest. Um, but... I know it's just going to be it's going to be a tough season. Yeah, hockey's not going to be fun this year, guys. Yeah, tweet that out, Jeff. Please do. Well, Chuck Chuck Fletcher did me a solid because now I don't have to care next year. So if I can't watch games, it's not really an issue. Yeah. So so at what point do we finally become the real Backstreet Boys podcast? Inquiring minds want to know. Next week, uh, 
because <laughs> this trial on the aisle happening soon. Like, what else are we going to talk about? Nothing else the is going to happen. Shit the beach. I mean, at this point, there's the Flyers don't have any cap space to do anything else. Um, they are over the cap right now. Let's talk about too now. Travis Sanheim is a free agent after this season. Yep, like, they're going to have to sign him. Unrestricted free agent. So well, I if, think I think realistically, JBR can be moved to the trade deadline and possibly other pieces. Well, this is true, but are you going to dump even more money into your defense now? You already have Ivan Provorov making six point seven. Ellis his contract is six point two. Tony D'Angelo is making five million. Rasmus Ristolainen is making five point whatever million. Well, I think I think all so those defensemen are sign, tradable though. You're just going to sign Travis Sanheim to, uh, he's probably going to make $6 million, you would think. Or you trade Travis Sanheim, or you trade <laughs> Ristolainen, or you trade D'Angelo, or maybe even Provorov. I think they're all. I think at this point, I don't know I don't know what the plan is, so I well, think... Well, there is no plan, so they'll probably just be like... <laughs> Joke's on you, there was no plan the whole time, yeah. Drew. Also, you in, play, uh, placed all these situations in front of us. What about the other route where Travis Sanheim goes, I'm getting the fuck out of this dumpster fire. And so he only he only wants to be traded to Florida, and we get a yes. third line possible talented player and a late first round pick again. I don't know because like there's also the thought that like Travis Sanheim could be like, uh, yeah, no, I'm going to go somewhere. I think where there's like a clear path. I think the they might has. choose between him and Provorov this season. They might. Or also, I mean, maybe we'll get lucky and trade D'Angelo away. Everyone's or maybe Chuck Fletcher will get fired, and then they'll hire a real GM like Danny, Danny Briere. No. No, I'm kidding. That one's going to be... It's, they're going to promote from within. They're going to bring Bob Clark back to me weekend at Bernie's. Just going to be walking him around. No, Still I'm, alive. I, I'm just saying, like, just because he's just, like, old and, like, he doesn't really... He doesn't have as much say in the organization I know. I think, and a lot of people are still saying, like, oh, my... Like, the Nick Delorier thing. They're like, this reeks of Paul Holmgren and, and Bob <laughs> Clark. Yeah, the guys that are literally in town for two weeks out of the whole year. Paul Holmgren gave a lot to this organization. And he made mistakes along the way, but I think I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a Paul Holmgren. At least hater. it was fun. Yeah, well, it was his, fun until Chris Pronger got hurt. He did a lot of great things here. As a uh, he was supposed to, he was a he was a loyal guy. His player retool, coach uh, went extremely successful. Yes, he brought yeah, that's team. an aggressive retool. Yes. yes, that was also while Mike Ratchke was on the books for his uh, yeah. his. Uh, you look his at back. all the yeah, names that came out of that time, like. Teaming in Hartnell, Briere, like they're all still around the organization. They're all still Jason involved. Smith, and also they had developed Umberger, Carter, and Richards. You tell me that Chuck Angel Fletcher talent. couldn't find his Alexi Zhitnik, Braden Coburn trade. That was, I still can't believe that happened, but you know, hey, it, it worked for us. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I mean, Holmgren's cap- only problem was signing a goalie, but I mean, it's easier said than done. The cap will be going up apparently over the next couple of years because the TV stuff was really good this year. Yeah, I think they said last year or next year the cap's going to shoot up. Yeah, so we have that going. Well, that's for good. Us. They they lost us watching the games, but they gained a bunch of other fans. So that's good. NHL, good job. Yeah. So let's who's <laughs> let's start looking now to see who's a free agent in twenty twenty four. All right. Here's 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 a grassroots. Yeah. Here's a grassroots effort. Everyone, turn on your TV to the Flyers games and just. Put your other HDMI port on and play your Xbox or something or watch your Chromecast or Fire Stick because <laughs> Cause we that need way, the cap. We need the cap, people. This is the <laughs> grassroots effort right now. We need to get the cap space up so the Flyers can be competitive in 10 years um, while I still have uh, all non-grays on my beard. Yeah, so. you were looking at the roster for the Flyers earlier, too. Like, Oh, you want to look at it again and cry before we get all yeah, out of here, Doyle? Let them cry. Have, like, guys like Noah Cates, who, while it was short... Looked like he could be in the NHL right now. Maybe Bobby Brink can make an appearance one day in the lineup. Yeah, maybe. Or, you know, fan favorite, oft injured Wade Allison. Ah, yes, Wade Allison, waiting in the deep end. Yeah, like, get Patrick Brown out of here and play one of them, please. Maybe, Patrick Brown. We got, we got, we have to commit to our. He's a waiver claim. We have to commit to him, Doyle. Yeah, just put him back on waivers. But that's not fair. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure Vegas will be all over that again. Yeah. So, moral of the story is, if you still have time this week on Tuesday, isn't it a shame that it's July and the season's already over? The season's been over since last December when there was no plan <laughs> that was drawn up. Uh, on Tuesday, it's tomorrow. If you listen to the day it comes out, 
Go to the PNC Bank Art Center in Homedale. Backstreet Boys will be there. Go see the show. It's going to be great. Make sure you go to phillygoat.com. Use promo code BULLY at checkout for 10% off your entire order. You can buy some stuff. Buy some Sixers stuff. Buy some Philly stuff. Yeah. Buy some Eagle stuff. Buy some Union stuff. The Union are doing well. Go do that. Go support a team that has a plan in place or at least something to cheer for because right now the only thing we have to cheer is cheer itself. This sucks. It's stupid. I don't like it. Um, yeah, I hope Philly Goat for the next foreseeable future stops producing Flyers gear. Yeah. Because they deserve it. Yep, I don't like it. So, and that's all I got for you guys. You guys, anything else before we get out of here? I think we let all the aggression out. I feel like I just went to a Metallica concert and ran in the pit for two hours, but I have less hope for some reason now. I feel better, but short term. Yeah, I don't like. I don't know. I've I've never felt this bad about going into a season. Yeah, I felt bad about the Eagles going into a season like this before. Yeah, I felt I felt poorly about the Phillies. I, I don't, you know, I don't watch the follow the Sixers that much. Um, this just feels like I've this is the first time, as long as we've been doing this show, and as long as I can remember, where the Flyers were bad the year prior, and I can't look myself in the mirror and say this team is better than it was at least on paper. Yeah, they weren't even bad. Like they were horrific last year. They were out of it by like December. And then they had the whole off season. And then Chuck was like, you guys are going to be blown away by what I did. Our backup goalie has played four games. Total. Both backup goalies. (laughs) You pick either one. They both played the same amount of games. What are you doing guy? You've drummed up no interest in this team. And like, Attendance numbers were already waning because the Flyers were doing nothing, and then they had like the one of the worst off seasons I could ever remember. Um, and, uh, and I don't think this is going to bring people back into the building. No yeah. amount of twenty dollars milkshakes is going to save them. Yeah, at least Arizona, like their capacity is five thousand. It's pretty fucking good, but almost worth five dollars. Pretty fucking good. <laughs> Flyers capacity is twenty thousand. They'll be lucky if they get five thousand. They couldn't even give away tickets. Get ready for the college beer night things again. There's going to cause more fights in the stands, but it'll sell tickets. The college rush nights, there'll be a bunch of those. They better have some good bobblehead nights because no one's going to that shit. Yeah, more gritty. Woo. Tony D'Angelo bobblehead. They're going to make Mrs. Gritty. They're going to make the gritty white. They're going to have a gritty wedding in October. Yeah, there's going to be a whole like wedding ceremony, like big thing, and that's going to be what they sell. Speaking of that, we did not talk about the corporate shill scott hartnell getting into a oh, tiff with Chris oh, Terry okay. on twitter real quick before we go because doyle and i have to go hit dingers at softball um so apparently uh you know chris terry has been very angry about this organization he also has been, even this angry period he's been since he got let go he's been shooting more from the hip and being like i'm not gonna sugarcoat anything whatever uh, he actually has given the Flyers credit where credit's due in certain situations but he was very vocal on on social media about how he felt like this was a huge disappointment and disservice to the Philadelphia Flyers fans and organization the way they were handling it. Scott Hartnell quote tweeted, quote tweeted Chris Terry and said, like, wow, what a good loyal teammate you are after the organization gave you so much for so many years and called him out. And now fans are arguing about the said exchange on social media. So that's what people do now. Famous people or semi-famous people, at least in a circle wherever you live, are discussing something. And well, yeah, out, they're and trying, now it's the beef. Yeah, the conspiracy theory is since Scott Hartnell works for NBC Sports, Comcast is his employer, so they're like sicking him on. Yeah, Chris well, Tarion. that's also Bill Meltzer, the gospel of, of Flyers uh, beat writers, and you know we had him on the show. Great, awesome writer. Like never was going to sugarcoat things. He actually, I read one of his blogs last week after the free agency. He let off with first of all, I am not employed by. I am, I'm not employed by the Flyers to write positive articles about them. I, he had to like list why he wasn't a shill and then go into his article first. He's always so measured and open-minded about things. So like everyone's always like, oh, Bill, look into the glass half full because he's paid by the Flyers. So this yeah. happens all the time. Stop drinking the Kool-Aid, Bill. And that's what people are, con- are, are convinced that Scott, Hart- Scott Hartnell's doing right now. So I don't know. I don't really I do care either way. I like both, both those players when they were here. Both Bill Meltzer and Charlie from The Athletic um, are both like at a point now where they don't understand anything and it doesn't make any sense. And if you broke those two guys, it's, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, because they're all... Cause like I said, oh my like, God, yeah. Can we talk about, too, how Charlie was the only media member at Chuck's press conference in person? Yeah, I, apparently they announced it so late that like the other media couldn't make it and, and Charlie was the only one who was able to get there in person. So he just got to ask all the questions he wanted and you could well, tell good, Fletcher I'd rather was have getting... Him. 
You could tell Fletcher was getting so annoyed because Charlie was like, well, why did you do this? And he's like, because we're retooling, Yeah, he Charlie. was just like, <laughs> now going back to the aggressive retool, these moves aren't really... Like, yeah, it's like saying, we're retooling, Charlie. He's like, Jesus Christ, shut like, up. Shut up and <laughs> eat your vegetables and no TV tonight, Charlie. Yeah, he's like, I wish nobody was here so I could just take Zoom answers and then be like, the internet's going... Uh, going through a tunnel. Uh, Sarah, we have a landline. Oh, sorry, never mind. Uh, yeah, it's. I don't know, man. I, I, I uh, they once again they, they lost those guys, but more importantly, screw those guys. Is our show? They lost me. I'm always the optimistic, like guys, just be happy. They're gonna win a couple. Like no, this I've I've had to I've had to promote a less than stellar roster for going on eight seasons now, and now and like the, at least like some of those years they made the playoffs. Yeah. This it's been three years of just there is zero to look forward to. <laughs> like you better hope that they get the first overall pick next year. Otherwise, yeah, the storyline still is maybe pro overall connecting will blossom into superstars. That's still yeah. that's been the story for four years now, and it's yeah, it's, and it's Fletcher is like a healthy Kevin Hayes and Sean Couturier, maybe like free agent acquisitions. <laughs> it's like. Uh, Mom, let's get this. We have that at home. What you have at home? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's not. No, those aren't real. Those aren't real frosted flakes. Those are fake frosted <laughs> flakes. The poor people frosted flakes. Oh my god. Anyway, guys, um, I hope that was able. If any flyers, I hope that was able to uh, quell some of your fears. And by quell, I mean just let you know we feel you, we hear you, and pretty soon they'll hear us too because we're gonna bomb them. I'm sorry. Wait, sorry. Wrong George W. Bush speech. Um, it's it's awful. It stinks. But the good news is you still have about a month and a half of your summer left to enjoy maybe the beach, a little bit of maybe pick up something like pickleball, disc golf, get work on your tan, hit the gym, read a book. I mean, there's so many things you could do to make your life better that don't involve the Flyers. Just remember that. They're, this team cannot be your life. Yeah, just turn it into the Phillies. Put them on in the background and pick up get knitting. Some, get some chores done. Pick up knitting. Give yourself a nice foot bath. Do something. Just sit there and relax. All right, you enjoy you enjoy your life because the Flyers ain't going to help you do it. You got to find inner peace in yourself, and that's one I think we all can agree on. That's something you should do. So Jeff, don't be so sad. I won't bring up Cal Talbot again at least till next week. We broke Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> you should just leave that in. <laughs> leave that in as the ending. We broke Jeff. We broke yeah. Jeff. All right, guys. We'll catch you next week. I guess. I don't know. Maybe we'll take a hiatus for three months. Go Flyers. <laughs> I guess. Goodbye. This has been the Broad Street Bully Podcast with your hosts, Drew Papsky, Jeff, and Doyle. Available anywhere you get your podcasts. Check out BroadStreetBully.net for the latest episodes and daily content about the Philadelphia Flyers. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at the BSB Podcast. Yeah, da, 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 da.